So here we go then, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the KOA Fan Social, the show where the KOA Army share their thoughts on all things town. Of course, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Manscaped and Ginger Pickle. Shout out to Tony Southgate and the team, as always. Uh, I'm joined this week by Steve and Alex, as town are still on this unbelievable run. I'm beating in, uh, what is it, 14, 15? It's a crazy amount of games. In the top two, we were top at one stage in the Cholton win. We're top at one stage at Port Vale. And then Buddy Poxy Plymouth still there winning the games. But um, it's been a good week. Um, Steve, over to you, my friend. You're in enemy territory. You're based in Plymouth. And every week, it's same old, same old for you. But uh, how's things? Uh, it was painful on the, in the 95th minute uh, on Tuesday night when Argyle scored and my WhatsApp went mental. Um, generally, yeah, all good. Um, can't quite believe we're still in the mix at this point. Uh, if you look back to where we were um, after Valentine's Day. Um, so, yeah, all good. Um, just pleased we're in the mix. Um, got lots of stuff to talk about tonight. So, yeah, generally all right. And the sun's out, which is why I've had to draw my curtains, because otherwise um, it would be horrendous in here. Yeah. I love this time of year. I love this time of year, because when the, the lighter evenings are still here, still light here in, in Suffolk. Um, and it's just, yeah, brilliant. And it's always I great. I haven't cracked the barbecue out yet. That oh, That is coming. Shorts that coming out coming. soon as well, I think. Shorts. I'm wearing shorts right now. Um, but not just going out just yet. It's not that warm just yet, but they'll come out. My legs will come out, ladies and gentlemen. Do not worry. Um, let's segue then over to Alex. Always a pleasure, my friend. The last time I think I spoke to you, uh, I maybe saw you, was, of course, that, that, that eventful night on Valentine's Day in Bristol. And since then, my friend, it's been like a train for town. How are you feeling? Yeah, I've, I just want to apologise to the world for uh, ranting that night in defiance, saying that the top two had gone. It was all over. Forget it. Um, I was incorrect. Uh, but as we said before we came on, nobody could have predicted that run. Uh, I'm, you know, the rest of my life goes on, yeah? And there's chaos in the rest of my life. It's carnage. I've started a new job. I've got a young step-family. Um, it's absolute carnage. But the one longest relationship of my life is Ipswich Town for 36 years now. And what is happening to this club is remarkable. It's incredible. And to not be there on Tuesday and to hear the noise of the Port Vale game, I could hear it in the town in five. I could see it. I could feel it. It's tough not being part of it. It's not. It's tough not being able to get to the games. But it's as good as it's been for 20 years. And I'm absolutely buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. What a team. What a club. What a bunch. And I'm sure we'll get into it. But it's absolutely lovely to be on again, Ross, to... um to chat about what is absolutely brilliant. What an incredible season we're having. Top man, top man. Yeah, we've got two fellow Southwest town supporters, uh, Bristol, Alex, of course, Stephen, deepest enemy territory or Plymouth at the moment. Um, well, let's talk then, boys, about the last two games. Because um, last time I've been on a fan social, they're, of course, a flagship show, um, discussing that in depth. But um, it's had a two wins, I have to say. Um, a 6-0 win at Portland Road on Saturday against Cholton. Um, they were not very good, um, bless them. Uh, but Fort Vale sacked their manager and they gave us a good game um, in terms of like, you know, frustrating us. They took the lead and then Dave from Broadhead, what a man, what a player. We'll get onto him shortly. But Steve, one word to describe those two wins because, yeah, tale of two wins. Well, I've got a word for each. Um, Charlton, I put ruthless because uh, that's the first time I think 
Um, I've seen Town really put a team to the sword this season, like completely took them to bits. Um, Charlton were pretty poor. Um, but then we had a lot to take, you know, revenge on after the um, game at the Valley. So, yeah, ruthless I had for Charlton. And for Port Vale, um, I've got gutsy because that earlier in the season would have been a draw or a defeat. Um, they were probably the the best team that have set up against us all season. Um, and not in a negative way, not in a kind of partner bus and just sit back and see what they could do. They actually went for it and they got, I mean, their goal was good. I mean, their goal was Chaplin-esque. Um, that's the sort of goal that Chappers would score. Um, but yeah, gutsy I had for Port uh, Portbell. Yeah, definitely. They, they showed the bottle. Um, Bloom has brought out his bottle and he showed it on game day if you haven't watched that already. Um, Alex, what's your two words then, my friend? I, I don't know. I, uh, I'll go with destructive for the Charlton game. I mean, that was that was pure, pure football, um, taking advantage of our chances. There's a gentleman, there's a young lad who does stuff on YouTube and I, I can't think of his name right now, but he always talks about League One. He's an Oxford fan and he talks about XG and XG and, and what the XGs are and he analyses the games and he does good stuff because I watch all of this. I watch everything. I'm just consuming it. It's obsessive. And he talks about how we our XG was 3.8 and theirs was 0.2. And he was just going on and talking about us and how it was just constant. It was constant, even though um, they had a couple of chances, didn't they? They had a few moments. But once we got control, we was it just didn't stop. It was just bang, 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 bang. And that, that's really beautiful. They were there, and they've actually said this week on the, not the 92 or whatever it is, that it's the great the greatest League One team of all time in terms of performance level at home. They said that on the the, four, the 92 pod. Um, I don't have a word for Port Vale. Um, I'll tell you about it. it that that was just, it, gutsy's a great word. I watched it um, because of my partner, Claire, and I was, you know, I kind of devoted to her. So I kind of gave her some time and didn't watch that game. So what happened was, is I saw it on Sky Sports because uh, Dickie Davis was doing a comment tweet and he was, you know, I know what he's like, useless. He was going, yeah, Luango had a chance earlier on. Luango, I don't know who Luango is. Anyway, we got the penalty and it was live on Sky. And I'm standing there watching it and the ball went in and I was, I screamed and Claire just looked at me and the noise, the volume of the crowd and the, the atmosphere, I could feel it. I could smell it. I could hear it. It's as loud as it's been forever. And it was such a different performance, wasn't it? And I was watching it and following it, and we weren't playing particularly well. We weren't breaking them down. They had a very low block, as Kieran loves to say. But that's no excuse. They're, they're just trying to get what they can, and they scored a great goal. But then we just kept going. But let's, let's remember, we were six minutes. You know, it was the 84th minute. It was a late, and it was a penalty. Admittedly, there was three penalties. Three. Another, tw another tweet, handball, handball, handball. Three handballs in 30 seconds, 10 seconds which was incredible. So wonderful spirit, the coolness and calmness of Brody to take that penalty and the way that he took it so smoothly. I mean, why didn't Chappers take it? Is, is Broadhead the penalty taker? Absolutely incredible. They just kept going. They kept going. They kept going. Morsey pointing to the spot when he, when he gave the penalty. Wolfie charging up towards the ref right before he gave it to give him a right earful. And then the ref gave it. So he just suddenly turned away and walked back out again. It's brilliant. I mean, there's such... They're, they're fighting for each other so much. And I think that's what it shows is that even when it's going really well and everything's great and, you know, they're all backing each other up, it's good. 
And then when it's not going so well, they still back each other up. They still support each other. And they drag us over the line. I tell you what that Port Vale game said to me is that this Ipswich crowd and the fans are taking them to the next level. So like we talked about on the KOA chat today, how we're, we're playing to, in front of the North Stand to start the game in order to get a good momentum because the fans are that important, that minute detail. That Port Vale game showed how important the Blue Army is and how huge it is and how much the players and, the, and, and Kieran... Um, value that support and want to use it. And that fan, they say at Anfield, it's a huge thing. That 12th man makes mm. such a difference. It does influence referees. It does intimidate players. And we're just all sucking the ball in, dragging it in. And they did. And it was absolutely uh, memorable. There you go. Let's go with memorable. But I just wish I could be there. But yeah, two very different games. But You've got to win games in different ways. Wednesday have been scraping games up until their bad run. They weren't really free-flowing in what they were doing. Neither are Plymouth. But I think we're the complete package now. And if there's any justice, we'll finish it off proper and we will get up this year. Definitely. Um, and sort of going to um, the reason why maybe Chapman didn't take it, he's missed a few penalties this season. So uh, probably best. Chapman's been fantastic. He's been scoring the goals um, yeah. here, there and everywhere. Tra- trademark Connor Chapman goal, but penalties... Yeah, maybe Nathan Broadhead is the man or maybe Ladapo because Ladapo took one, didn't he, I think. When he t- did he score one against Chowan? Not making it up. I only scored two against... No, there was two really good goals against Chowan. Ignore that, but Nathan Broadhead yeah. is the man. He's the man Broadhead for that. Yeah. And let's talk about him then. Um, nice little segue on to Nathan Broadhead. And once again, we've spoke about him so much on this podcast. I'm sure everybody on the Itchy's Town timeline has been speaking about him. But what a difference he's turned out to be. You know, the man who was there to take that moment to score two goals, cool as you like for the penalty. Um, Steve, he has been such a difference. And the question is, is he the Marcus Stewart signing of this year from the 2000 team? You know, what a signing that was back then. Um, but yeah, take away, my friend. Uh, is he the new Marcus Stewart or this season's Marcus Stewart? I think he could be. I think Marcus is, Marcus's contribution to that team was phenomenal. Um, took he did take us to a whole different level. I think Broadie or Broadbean or Minty or whatever you want to call him. Um, out of all the signings we got this season, pre-season, um, and then obviously in the January transfer window, he is the one player I would say that has single-handedly taken us to the next level. Um, I kind of look at Broadhead and think. If that's the kind of player we're going to be bringing in if we go up, um, which I think it will be because they definitely have a blueprint for what they want. Um, I I don't think I can control my excitement, if I'm brutally honest. Um, he's just top, top draw. You look at, I mean, there's, there must be so many players who are playing Premier League squad football. They play under 23s or they play in the, you know, the, you know, the reserve league or whatever the Premier League do now. I was going to say combination league, but bloody hell, that shows my age. Um, but his quality, he wasn't getting games at Everton at all. Um, and then he's come to us. He looks like he loves the club. He looks like he loves playing. He's absolutely quality. And he's scoring goals and assisting. Um, you, you watch teams when we play with him, they are bricking it because they don't know how to handle him. Chappers is similar but I think Broadhead is on another level to Chaplin. Um, he's just, he's destructive. He's he's aggressive in his play. Um, I absolutely love Broadhead. 
Um, I had Morsi as my favourite player of the season right the way through until we got him. And I think he's fast becoming my favourite. He's just top, top draw. Is he Marcus Stewart? <clears throat> only one Marcus Stewart. Yeah. Um, is he is he going to be the, the player that could be the catalyst for us going up? I think he probably could. Mm-hmm. Um, he's bringing he's bringing all the other players in the team up to his level because they all want to be. I mean, you know, Alex, you've said we're a fantastic team. We are a very very good team, and I think he's his quality and his um, his contribution to the team is bringing everyone up to that sort of level. So long may that continue. Um, don't get injured. Yes, please don't get injured, Brody. Um, of course, he has actually had a few little niggles as of late. When, when he first signed, he couldn't play the first game against Plymouth um, because he had that injury. And he's only he's only really missed one other game, which was the Cheltenham game. And that's what we, the game we drew. So, you know, he's been there and he loves scoring at Portland Road. All his goals have been at Portland Road. Um, and Alex, he's a player that's won promotion from this division already. Last year was Sunderland. So he's been there, done that. You know, scoring on his Wales debut, which is fantastic. Um, but you said, you know, in the green room, Alex, this January transfer window has been just unreal. From Massimo Luongo, George Hurst, um, to Nathan Broadhead, to I've forgotten the other person. Harry Clark. Clark. Harry Clark. Sorry, Harry. Harry. I can't believe I forgot one of our own. Hazza, 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 Hazza. Yeah. Maybe he's one who's gone under the radar a bit more, even though he was like unbelievable signing. But I think he's maybe gone under the radar a tiny bit because of how good the other three have been. Mm. Um, but yeah, what a window, Alex. Yeah, I mean, Broadhead came on at the Bristol game, didn't he? And he, he came on for the last 20 minutes. That's the first time I think we really got a good look at him because he had a bit of a niggle when he arrived. And he was excellent when he came on against Rovers. And you thought, oh, hello, you've got a player here. He's fantastic. The, the situation is similar in Marcus Stewart arriving in January. But they are very different. They're different types of player. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that, you know, the lob, the lob, the chip the gorgeous sweet chip um, over to Chaplin for the goal against Charlton. You know, you wouldn't see, you don't see many players capable of doing that, not least Marcus Stewart, who was more of a front man. He's been absolutely outstanding. He's, he's, he's top draw. There is no doubt about it, but there is that. It's just a fact that it's, it's the greatest transfer window in the history of Ipswich town, probably in league football, probably in world football. Has there ever been a situation where four players come in, Luongo took a couple of weeks, but completely just fit in within a few weeks, are up to speed, are able to have obviously been chosen for what they can do and how they can move and how they work. They've obviously been deliberately picked that they can immediately step in. And that's down to recruitment. That's down to Ashton and that's down to Kieran McKenna and all the team picking the right players. But the key for me is that McKenna is making these players better. These players are getting better under this under this coaching system, under this coaching regime. It's not just Broadbean, Broadhead, Broadchurch, Minty. It's it's all of them. They're all getting better, aren't they? They're all improving. And so Hurst looks like a monster now. I saw Hurst close up a couple of games. He's a, he's a unit, isn't he? And he sticks to him and he's strong and he gives it. Love him. Massimo, Clark, they've all got such different personalities and abilities, but they've all just managed to fit in because they're buying into what Kieran McKenna and the coaching team are trying to do. Finding those pockets of space, it's impossible to defend. He's got lovely touch and technique. He's a beautiful player. I think the four of them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to say, oh, one has done more than the other, because Luongo was so key. Cameron Humphreys now isn't even starting games anymore, and that's okay because we know his time will come. But when we lost Ball and Evans... 
that key thing was someone standing next to the Egyptian king just to give us that security while the wingers bomb up and down. And Massimo has just come in there and he's world class, isn't he? He's moving around. They follow each other. So that's huge too. So Harry Clark has come in and got rid of Danassian. And I think, you know, that's outstanding as well. I mean, Danassian was doing well. He wasn't like he was poor before. I think it's the combination of all four. Brody is brilliant. When Tyrese John Jules got injured, we were lacking that kind of player who was who was going to step in and do that because I thought TJJ looked really good at the beginning of the season. He was coming, scored that great goal, wasn't it, against Shrewsbury, where mm. you know they didn't bother defending and he beat three players. He's the only player to have done that this season, gone through three players and just slotted it home. And he, when he was injured, I thought, well, there's a problem. When Evans got injured, there was a problem. But there's Luongo, and there's your man, Brody. So... It's a combination of a lot of things, but yeah, I hope. I mean, he's ours, isn't he? Broadbean, Broadchurch, Broadbent, he's ours. Stuart Broad is ours. We can have him forever, hopefully. And just the greatest transfer window, probably in the history of football as we know it. I wonder when the last time a club signed four players that came in gelled as quick as they have exactly. and turned, turned us around because prior to Christmas we had a Wednesday wobble prior to Christmas we were not yeah. playing that well at that point for it two seemed, months the wheel the wheels were falling off that you know even up to the, the Rovers game we were kind of struggling a bit to try and find any form Absolutely. those guys come in hit the ground running um they don't look they look like they've been playing for the team for two three seasons yeah. um and I, and the- I completely agree with Alex I mean McKenna is He's taking them to another level. And there's and that, no misplaced, there's no misplaced loyalty around Humphreys. Humphreys was playing for a long right. while there, but in that yeah. Bristol Rovers game, we said Ross, Humphreys looked a bit lost. And that's no disrespect to that young man who was never expected to be playing those games anyway. And he stepped up and he did brilliant, didn't he? But he was leggy and McKenna got him out. And he hasn't kicked a ball in 10 games, Ross. 11 games. And that's what you do as winners. And you know what? He's still in the squad and he's still a huge part. And I hope he stays. Not sure he will now. But, I mean, that's what you do. You get rid of him. Even he was looking a bit leggy and a bit out of place and a bit lightweight in there. And that's no disrespect to Cam. He's growing and he'll get better. We know what a great talent he is. Could be a £10 million footballer in there. I mean, he's been nominated for Young Player of the Year. Says it all. But he hasn't played. That's how good we are. And then they're ruthless when they need to be. And that integration of those four players is absolutely remarkable. We've never seen it before at this club. And I don't know if any other club could say that. Four players coming in at January. Bosh, here you go. Here's promotion. I mean, how? That is absolutely incredible. And all of our concerns at the Bristol Rovers game and that blip that we were on, even though we weren't losing lots of games, we were dropping points and we weren't looking. We didn't have a lot of zip. We're completely valid. So you know what? Let's bring in nearly 40% of new players, drop them in, and we'll make that work. Nobody expected it, but it's fantastic that it's happened. And fair play to Kieran McKenna. Those United fans who slagged him off when he left. <laughs> oh, you can have him. You can have him. He's useless. What are we doing with him? And get rid of feeling as well. What a bunch of idiots. McKenna's a, McKenna's a twat. You know what? Thank you, Manchester United, because you got it wrong. Absolutely wrong. McKenna's the man. And yeah. He's taken us a long way. I really hope so. I really hope he doesn't leave us. Don't, you know, anyway. Don't I'm say rambling. that, Alex. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't I'm say rambling. That. I'm rambling. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Love the passion. Love the passion. I'm sure the, the listeners do too. Um, well, this is an opportunity now to sort of segue onto some silly stuff. And it's time for the strike. 
Alex, Steve going head to head. And this opportunity for me also to uh, uh, just uh, present the merch as well, if you haven't already seen on the main ship. Hello, hello, thank you. We're in a bit of a burgundy number if you're watching on video, on audio. Um, got a nice little mug here as well. Bit cheeky bit of cup of tea. Um, but yeah, gonna be the discount code going to be going out over the weekend. Get your merch. It's, it feels very nice indeed. Anyway, enough of that. Um, hopefully I've advertised that enough. Um, and time for four questions plus a tiebreaker. Um, question one is on Luke Wolferden. He hit 150 appearances for town on Tuesday night. Um, what is his middle name? Is it Connor, Matthew or Thomas? Luke Wolferden. He's, once again, he's a player that's improved than he under McKenna. Rolls Royce, my favourite player. Rolls Royce. Yeah. Shocking how an ex player who. Did you know that Lambert played for uh, Borussia Dortmund? No, I I didn't know he played for any big clubs. He played for some big clubs um, and Celtic and and others. Um, He was on his his way out, wasn't he, under Lambert? He was. What a crap judge of character he was. Um, But yeah, he is. I miss Lambert a wee bit, Ross. You know, I mean, I love, I love this draw. You know, I love the way that he speaks to camera and he was just doing like that. I really miss him. I really do. I hope he's doing really well wherever he is. Um, I'm going to say Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Stephen Thomas. Thomas. Correct answer is Matthew. It is Luke Matthew Wolferden. So Alex takes the early lead. My favourite player. It was the Lambert inspiration. Yeah. My favourite player. He's my favourite player. Yeah, Wolfie, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's definitely up there for me. He's definitely, um, yeah, he's one of our own as well. I think he made his debut back in 2017. So that's, wow. I think, yeah, I think that was, yeah. Mick McCarthy was here. Mick McCarthy gave him his debut. So, God, he's oh, been here. Oh, yeah. Long, I miss him too. He's, he was great for money. That went well, didn't it? <laughs> Move on. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. There you, go, you got sacked, yeah. They're going to go yeah. down. They're going to go down. Uh, question two is on Mark Venus. Vino, what a man. Loved to score a free kick. How many free kicks and goals did he score for town in 184 games? Of course, closest gets the correct uh, gets point. If you get it bang on, you get two points. So, Steve, an opportunity here, mate, to take he the lead. Played that, he played that many. He played that many, did he? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, wow. He was quality Venus. What a servant. Alongside Mogger. I think he signed. He sign? What a left foot. He was a lefty, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 gorgeous striker. Very, very good. 97 he signed. Um, Four seasons, yeah? Yep, yeah. Well, no, he left in 2013. Oh, 2013. God, 2003 he left. Oh, wow. So five seasons. Five seasons, yeah. What's it called? He was, of course, he was player of the year when Town got relegated, which isn't probably not what you want, but yeah, he's one of the good players in that relegation season. Have you written it down, Steve? Yep, I've got it here. All right, 17. 17. 28. 28. Someone is two off, and that man is Alex. It's 19. 19, so we nearly got bang on. So 2-0, but Steve, you're not right. I'm getting absolutely charted here. Yeah, well, we'll we'll find (laughs) out. We'll find out going into question three. Um, Question three is on the man, the myth. The The myth. Is he a le- is he a legend? Mm, don't know. Fleety George. Um, oh no, he ain't a legend. No, no. Man, the myth, and the the man who we don't know his age. He's his Waste birthday. Of money. Um, yeah, he uh, had one squad number thirty three, but then he had oh, a second God. squad number 
in the second season. Uh, what was it? Was it 19, 26 or 29? That's a tough one, Ross. Yeah, I know. I, know. I remember his first season. I remember that. He was injured for most of his second season. They gave him a different number, did they? They did. They did. Sick note. Um, you... In the same season we signed Serini. Yeah, Matteo yep. Serini. Yeah. Same, same season, yeah. We blew, all, we blew all our money on those two. Yeah. What a waste yeah. of time. What, what was he what? doing? I don't know if Finidi won too bad. He had, I mean, his debut was... Yeah, but he was 51. <laughs> it's, 50, it's 52 now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm saying playing. 26, Ross. 26. I've got 19. 19. Well, the correct answer is... Bear with me, because I just forgot that I actually put the answer down. So, um, just do a bit of... Uh, I don't know. Little, little, this, is, this is where we... Like our, our sponsors, Ginger Pickle, Manscaped. Um, and the correct answer is 19. Oh, Ooh. Steve got it right. Steve yeah, has it right, so it's not going to be a Cholton. So I, nearly, I nearly went full Janner then. I nearly said, get on, Janner. But I thought about that. No, no, Vanity George was wonderful when he had his moments. He, he really yeah, was. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't the player that we needed to get us out of relegation problems. One of those kind of... What they you thought the Champions League. You the Champions League. Player, like, let's get him, let's get a big name in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. I'm sure he was a, I'm sure he's a nice chap, old Fanidi. Yeah. yeah. He won the Champions League, didn't he, for, with Ajax? Oh, absolutely. He was, he had great, he had great pedigree back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 90s. Give him, give him that. Give him that. Right, give, him, I'll give, him, give him that. Give him that. Um, so, final question then for Steve to take this to a tiebreaker oh, um, and for Alex to yeah. win it outright. And it is on Will Norris, um, the goalie. He's now at Peterborough. Uh, of course, he's on loan with us um, on the Lambert. Um, oh, he's gosh. now on loan at Peterborough and will play, probably will likely play against us this weekend. Oh, that's good news. Road. Yes, yeah. good news indeed. Um, funny enough, he's actually at Burnley on loan at Peterborough. He was with Wolves. So he, he finds clubs somehow. His agent is a very good agent indeed. More um, clubs in Tiger Woods. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, but question four. Is on him. And how many clean sheets did he keep for town in 20 games? 20 games. Of course, was that Ooh. period where Thomas Holy, Will Norris, who was going to stay in the sticks? It was like a game every game, like lineups, like, well, who's going to be in goal this week? Um, yeah, so Will Norris, 20 games, how many clean sheets? So, Steve, um, if you get it close, you take this to a tiebreaker, but if Alex gets close, he does. But if you get a bang on, Steve, you could win it. Or Alex could get a bang on as well, and he could I win can, it. I, I can you. leave you under no illusions. I will not get it bang on. You never know. It's tw- you know, 20 games. It's probably not going to be that many, but we'll find out. Oh, Four. So 19. Three. Three. <sighs> Correct answer is surprisingly 19. No, it's five. five. <laughs> I was going to say five. five. All right. <laughs> so Alex has got closest, so he does win. He does Thank you very win. Much. But um, as always, there is a tiebreaker in play here if Alex wants to play it. Absolutely. Bring it on. I'd, I'd like to yeah. gamble, Jim. Nice one. Nice one. Well, let's get right into it then. And the uh, a birthday this month is to a man who scored for us in the 80s. So um, a test here now for you boys. Kevin Wilson, the man with the moustache. Oh, yeah. you love Kevin Wilson. Yeah, Ooh. great player. Okay. How low many centre, low, low centre of gravity. Yeah. Just. Quality player. Carry on. Yeah. How many Sorry. goals did he score for town in 123 games? 
Good old Kevin Wilson, the man with a moustache. I was going to meet up with him in Derby when we were there. We were going to um, film an interview, but different plans had to come about, so we couldn't do it in the end. But Ross, you probably you probably weren't alive, but he was playing in games. I wasn't, like in the, I wasn't. He was in, he was playing in the Zenith Data Systems Cup and and these kind of things that we, <laughs> I used to care I used to care about the Zenith Data <laughs> Systems that we used to be in. Not quite the Anglo-Italian. That was a little bit later. But yes. Zenith Data Systems. I'm sure Wilson scored a few in that. Yeah. Um, this was when we were really. This is this was the beginning of the end. Post post yeah. Burley. Sorry, post Bobby. Post Bobby Ferguson. Yeah. Or was, or was it Bobby Ferguson even then? He was, it was yeah, he was signed under Ferguson. He, but yeah, yeah he, he signed the. He had one season of top flight with us going Wilson, then the second yeah. season of yeah. relegation. So this John is I, at the time. Pardon? No, no, he was later. He was later. Yeah. 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 This was when I really supported the town. It got me hard, and we were absolutely dreadful. Um, okay, all right, okay. Um, um, I'm, I'm with you. So I've been charged today. It got me hard. Um, anyway, move on. Uh, but Steve, you got to get bang on, my friend. Yeah, 123 games. How many goals did he score? Bang on to take the lead or take the 50, win. 57. 41. 41. He scored more than 41. That was a ridiculous decision to go with 41. Yeah, 123 games. He's not got a bad goal ratio. 49 is the correct answer. Um, so, well, you both oh, are closest, but we're Alex eight away, didn't. aren't we? Yeah, but oh, you have mate. won outright, Alex. Yeah, uh, Alex, you're in there. that's two in a row, Ross. I've won two of these in a row. Yeah, well done. Take Thanks it very away, much. I've got, nothing to say. I've got nothing to say. It was competitive, and that's you know, let's just go up. Yes, bring on the next game. Yeah, that's fine. It's just three points, Ross. It's, you know, it doesn't matter how I win. It's still just three points. Three points, three points. Yeah. Um, and yes, um, I hope you won at home. Uh, enjoy playing another additional strike. And that's now you got on. Um, wow, four to go then, boys, for town in League One. Um, how are your nerves for the four cup finals? Cliche. Peterborough this weekend, then Barnsley at Oakwell, then Exeter at Portland Road. And then Fleetwood. The tickets are out for that. They're going flying. Uh, lucky, lucky people have been able to go to Fleetwood. Um, but yeah, Steve, how are your nerves going to these four games? Uh, firstly, Peter Barr. Well, I mentioned the Port Vale game. I, I can't remember the last time I was that nervous watching a game, um, uh, an Ipswich game. Most of the time, you're kind of hoping they don't cock it up and get relegated. This is totally different way of thinking and i'm not used to it um my nerves are shot to pieces um but the flip side of it i can't wait for the next game i'm looking like how many days before we play again how many days before we can play again so really nervy um how do i think we'll do in the next four we've got to get eight haven't we i think in the next four to be guaranteed so i've got us down for eight i think we'll beat exeter um That'll be interesting with work. Um, I think we'll draw with Barnsley and draw with Peterborough. And Clark Harris and Chaplin will get a brace each uh, in that one to keep the goal, uh, uh, the league league goal scorer thing going. And then I think we'll beat Fleetwood 1 0. And I don't think I can cope with the stress because yeah. I will, I, yeah, I can't cope with that. That's just going to be so nervy and it'll all be down to the last game. 
Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where my nerves are going to be if it has to go down to the, to the wire. Um, but it's it's what League One, to be fair to it, is a, a fantastic league. It's proven the Championship is a great league. Like, look at that. The, the, the playoffs there and the relegation battle there. But League One is on another level with the teams fighting for top two, top six, playoffs and all that stuff. Alex, um, first off is Peterborough, who are fighting for the playoffs. We've also got Barnsley fighting for playoffs. Maybe top two, you never know. They could sneak in, probably maybe too late for them. Um, but how are your nerves, my friend? Oh, they're shredded. I mean, bit. Um, I'm absolutely screwed. Um, I, I'm thinking about it constantly. It's it's obsessive and it's really hard. Uh, again, nice one, Ross. Um, <laughs> it's, there's, we were talked about it before. Peterborough... Are, are are in the playoffs by one point. They're being chased by Derby and Bolton, aren't they? And we we said this that they've got Barnsley away last game of the season. They they don't want to draw against us. I mean, a draw is as good as not as good as a defeat, but they want to win. They need to really cement that spot in the playoffs with just a few games left, which implies to me that they're going to come at us. And they've got the highest scorer in the division. He's a he's a handful. He's gonna he's gonna be in there. They, they're going to create chances, aren't they? They are going to create chances. That they're a good side, and it's a huge game for them. So this is the wobbler. I've got no idea what's going to happen. And as I'm third from bottom in the prediction league, there's no point in me trying to predict. What I would say is that, especially come Valentine's night, where we were, if you'd have said four games out, it's in our hands, and we need eight points from four, we'd have been absolutely delighted with that. So we are delighted, and we're all happy, and we're all elated, and we're all buzzing. The pain of not getting there now would be very, very tough to handle, but we would regroup and be strong for the playoffs and be hot favourites for the playoffs. The way the, the players act, the, how calm they are, how calm Kieran McKenna is, um, just the feel around the group and how tight they all are, you just feel that they're, they've got enough to really pull themselves through. But another cliche, form does go out of the window when you get down to this nitty-gritty of these last couple of games. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because the nerves affect people in different ways. And it's all about controlling our nerves and keeping it calm. I think we've got the best manager in the league and I think we've got the best squad in the league and I think we've got the best players in the league and we're on the best run in the league. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win those four games. I'd be very surprised if we won all four. I really would. I think that would be amazing if we could do that. But there's enough there. We can afford to lose one of them, which is really good, but it just means we probably have to win the other three. I don't think Sheffield Wednesday will slip up. They've got Exeter, Shrewsbury and then Derby at home. I think they'll win their last three. That's what I think will happen. So eight points, two wins, two draws. If we draw at Peterborough, mate, I'll be happy with that. I wouldn't be gutted about that because it's just seven out of three games then. But I tell you what, if we beat Peterborough, I mean, it's it's right in our hands then, isn't it? It's, it's We need five really in points. our hands, but... Yeah, but it's we, 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 we can really kind of just go into it with real confidence. But a defeat now would, would be tough to take because we haven't lost since January the something or other. And I wrote it down but because I'm senile. I can't read things anymore. So we lost to Oxford on the 21st of January. Three months tomorrow since we lost a league game. Three months tomorrow. It's ridiculous how good we are and how good we've been. The boys will be there. The away fans make such a difference and we're selling out every ticket and we're all going to be there with them. And that's going to be a huge difference. We have a huge part to play. All of the supporters do. That 12th man, the Blue Army, making more noise than ever. 
it's 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 an incredibly nervy time. It's wonderful. It's absolutely brilliant. The club is in such a great state, but you just feel that it really it does. It kind of has to happen this year. It really does. I feel that otherwise that squad is going to lose a few key players, and we are the best team there, and we deserve it because we've had such mediocrity for so long, and we're good fans, and we're a good team, and we play the game the right way. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be nervy, but we're in the best position we could possibly be in, especially considering what happened on Valentine's night. So, um, of course, I'm hopeful, but it's the hope that kills you. It does, yeah. Bring it on, bring it on. But, um, well, Thank Steve. You. Oh, Ross, Steve. I say, in, no, I was just going to say, it's interesting that there was something, I think it was on Twitter, I think I mentioned this earlier before we, we started the pod, but um, I'm sure it was either a Barnsley podcaster or a Barnsley fan or put something on Twitter, which was, we probably rather lose to Ipswich so that we don't have to play them in the playoffs. That is how our club is. It's basically we're a juggernaut at the minute, and I think teams are afraid to play us. Mm. Um, nobody would want us in the playoffs. My only worry is, and it, and I think this is based on a whole lifetime of watching Ipswich and seeing us underperforming the majority of things, is that pressure becomes too much. Um, and I think in previous iterations of our squad and managers that we've had, I think we probably would crumble. I, I agree with that. I don't think we'll do it under McKenna. I don't think the mentality is that mentality at the minute. It was last season before McKenna came in. Um, I don't think it is now. So I would, as much as I desperately do not want playoffs, if we did get into the playoffs and we don't go up automatically, which would be an absolute crying shame, um, I could see us going the whole way in that um, and ended up having a day at Wembley and, and going up um, and then seeing Brody stick one in like Royster did. Um, I could see it happening. Um, but, yeah, I think they're all bricking it. Nobody wants to play us. And I, I if I was a fan of another... Argyle, I, my Argyle mates are like, Christ, thank God we haven't got to play you before the end of the season. Yeah. They, they're all... None of them want to play us. And that's because we've just been breathtaking for the last three months. The great thing is, is that everything is being put in place for the players. They're being given all the support they need, the, the training, the how to stay calm, the details, the minute stuff. No stone is being left unturned by McKenna and his team. It's not just McKenna. It's all the brilliant people that he has around him. You know, no Paul Cook anymore without his mate Liam Richardson to help him out because he doesn't turn up because he didn't fancy it. So everything went Pete Tong. We've got total professionalism in the club now. And the players are just being given everything they need. And they come off the pitch and they celebrate and they give it a large clad. You know, they give it all that. Brody, you know, Burns coming off. Brody, my man. And they love each other. And there's so much joy there. And then I think when they get in that dressing room, they sit down and they shut up and they go, right, that's the celebration over with. Um, they've said it all the time. It's just three points. It's just three points. The 6-0 was just as the same points as the Port Vale game. It makes no odds. Yeah. So everything is there for them. They're being given everything they need to get us over the line. And, you know, we'll, you know, let's make, you know, I'd make a plea to them, to the players, that, that us as fans, we love you. We're so, the work they do in the community, um, George Edmondson, who's up for a special award with the work that he's done with um, with the disability units and, and everything that we're doing. And they're buying into it. Connor Chapman, Wes Burns, they're such good people. And we're all right with them. But boys... This is it. We've had four years in this effing league. Please, please do this for us because we're right behind you and we love you to bits. 
And this is a huge opportunity for you. Don't do it just for you. Do it for us as well. 37 years I've followed this club around the world. Do it for us because it's a great club and we're in such a great place right now that everything is in place for us to get out of this league. And I don't even want to think about the championship because that's really exciting, to be honest. don't want to think about going to Carrow Road. Not that I'll get a bloody ticket, but, I'm, you know, it's there for us. And, oh, it's been absolutely incredible. What a run. Um, but it's going to be a tough four, four games, isn't it? Comes up to us very quickly. These games happen very quick now. We're nearly there and um, dreading it. Dreading it. Absolutely dreading it. But thank, thank, what a wonderful state the club is in. Just pray that it happens this year. I really do pray that we get out of it this year so that we hang on to the nucleus of this squad because I really don't know what would happen. Don't tell me that certain players in this team want to play another season in League One. I don't believe it. Don't care how much they love McKenna or Kyle Edwards or TJJ. I don't care how much they love each other. Clad. I don't care. They'll leave. They will leave. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Indeed. Exciting, exciting, boys. I can't wait. Four big games left in League One. Enjoy it, everyone. Just enjoy it. Um, this is the first time in four years we've been in League One. You know, we've actually got something to play for and it's, it's really exciting. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Every, every time I turn up, I'm just buzzing. Buzzing my tits off. I said it. I said it. Um, I don't know where that came from, but there we go. Um, That's great. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but Steve Alex, it's been a pleasure. Um any other business, Steve? I know you want to mention, of course, Mike. Good old Mike, the Turbot. What a man he is. He's doing a great course for Marcus Stewart, but I'll, I'll let you sort of take the reins of this. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mike is uh, a KOA legend. Um, I think it was kind of Mike's involvement in the in the pod and him and Mark doing their little double act at the start, I, which really got me into KOA content and and. I'm now lucky enough to get involved with it, and it's it's fantastic. But Mike's doing a an absolutely sterling job of of raising um, awareness of um, motor neuron disease, and in, in you know in support of Marcus um, Stewart, as we, we talked about earlier. Um, he is getting his luscious locks shaved off. The, the deal originally was we get promoted. He has it done, but he's such a gent. He's going to do it for charity. Um, now he is. I think when I looked at his just giving page this morning, I think he had over 600 quid, um, which is amazing. Um, if anybody watching this pod wants to support Mike, they should go on that just giving page. You can find him. It'll be linked in, in the video below. Go on it and donate, even if it's a couple of quid, because it's a, such a worthwhile cause. The guy's a legend. I desperately, desperately wanted to see, it, see him with a Stu Watson haircut. Um, I'm desperate to see that. Um, he's very nervous about it, but he's doing an amazing gesture. Um, so all town fans who watch this, get on that site, click on the link, donate a couple of quid, do the gift day, do all the things that you need to do. Let's get as much money for that charity as we can, because Mike is, is doing a fantastic job. Um, and I take my hat off to him. I haven't got much hair. I've got a massive bald spot at the back. So there's no point in me shaving mine off. He's got a lot. He's as her shoot as a bear. So the fact he's going to have it all shaved off is um, stunning. So donate to Mike. He's a oh, legend. He is a man. He's a beautiful, beautiful man, Mike. We all love you, my friend. Um, well, Alex, over to you there, my friend. Any other business? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Support Mike. Um, for Mike to be doing what he's doing is, is fantastic. And, um, you know, he's just trying to help some people, which is what we all try and do when we 
when we're in certain moments and uh, fair play to Mike. I know he'll, he'll raise loads of money and, and, and if we can all support that, it'll be brilliant. I'm going to quickly give you some stats. The player of the year, right? Connor Chaplin went 12 games without a goal earlier in the season. 12 games without a goal. He's come through with 16 and 22 and 10 in his last 11. And he's fantastic. He's brilliant. He's exceptional. He's played 37 games this season. But without a doubt for me, there is only one player of the year. And it's without doubt, it's Sam Morsey with 41 appearances. You take him out of this team, then the heartbeat is gone. But Chaplin is incredible. What a wonderful player. I love him. And he will be a valid winner if it is. But just as my shout, 41 appearances. Only Walton had one more with 42. His play has been an ever-present. Morsey is the key to this team. And he should be the player of the year by an absolute streak. There shouldn't really be a conversation about it. Chaplin's been wonderful. Played all the 37 games. Four games less. Four games fewer, sorry. Um, but he did have a long run where he didn't score. And now he's come brilliant. And he's been great all season. But for me, the Egyptian king is number one. Well done, Mike. Um, here's to a great couple of weeks. And thanks for having me, Ross. Tom, man, Tom. And yeah, I think um, that get, that will get announced, I think, on the pitch on Saturday for the Exeter game at Portland Road, the final game of the season. I'm sure the players will come out and say thank you and uh, we'll find out whatever will happen on that day. Um, but anyways, um, well, Steve, Alex, as I said, it's been a pleasure. Always, always great to have you on. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening. My time to now do an outro. Hopefully I don't shambolically do this outro um as always support our sponsors manscape use the code koa to get 20 percent off and free delivery and all your marketing needs the goats of marketing tony southgate at ginger pickle check them out if your website needs stuff working on with seo google stuff check them out and um as we mentioned on the flagship show what i mentioned earlier as well we've got merch i've got a cold cup of tea here sitting with a lovely mug nice little burgundy number here a t-shirt we've got hoodies we've got caps uh, we've got mouse mats, we've got key rings, all the other bits and bobs. Check it out. Um, there will be a discount code going out um, over the weekend. So wear Kings of Anglia merch with pride and um, enjoy the final four games. It's going to be a roller coaster of emotions, I'm sure. Let's get right into it. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. <laughs>